What is up, rockers and rollers? This is Ethan Shalloway and Chris Salona coming at you live from our home studios for another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. This is episode 78, which is pretty sick. And um, we always start off with a little daily check-in. So, Chris... How the hell are you, man? What's what's new? What's happening? I, I don't I don't really know how to answer that today, Ethan. To be honest, uh, it's it's good to see you back here uh, recording podcasts, uh, episode seventy eight. I I guess I guess I'm fine. Um, once again, it's one of those w- those periods of time where we're going to be really busy, and uh, this is kind of our last <laughs> last best chance to get this episode done. So we're booking it, and uh, I guess that's reason to uh, to celebrate. So how how are you? How are we doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I just finished up some travel. I'm back in Alabama, my home base. Oh, yeah. um, you're so like I just finished some travel, and now I'm trying to get my stuff back together. And you're about to start traveling for the next couple of weeks. And yeah, doing I'm stuff. Be, so like, yeah, it is a weird time. We have we definitely have some good stuff on on deck. Like yes, some ex- really exciting stuff that I'm sure we'll talk about. But um, yeah, a little scattered, a little scattered right now. But I also feel like I'm back. Which is great, you know. I do. Yeah. I do feel like it was over for a bit, but now it you're was back. over. But now I'm back. Yeah. So, um, you know, and same thing. Like I was kind of, you know, I didn't. We didn't know what we were going to talk about, but all of a sudden we stumbled upon greatness, and I'm I'm getting a little bit of energy for this, and I'm kind of excited. So I think it's so all too. good. I'm feeling I'm feeling ready. That's 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 good to hear. Uh, I think it's I a think Thursday. The NFL us. is back today. That's true. Also, yes, so which I'm pumped uh, about. We're recording this on September the eighth. Um, and uh, today is the first day of the regular season for NFL, which we're really excited about. This episode's not coming out until the 19th, so uh, once again, we are transmitting to you from deep into the past, or and uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes. But yeah, I'm 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 excited. I, I'm I'm fairly content. Uh, yeah, things are good. That's awesome. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a few of our. Uh, yeah, favorite music videos from the '90s. There's a few one, um, a few that stick out. Um, totally. I'm going to talk about it and you know compare. I like comparing the you know the decades of music videos and stuff, and I feel like this had yeah. some good impact on music videos later, or at least it gives it you know it creates a snapshot of you know where production was and stuff. And I think it's so important. Yeah. Like we couldn't have these music videos for. Uh, every every you know time period of it would be right. weird. If, well, you know and, they'd be weird if they, of, or everything was psychedelic. And yes, <laughs> exactly. creepy. But and, and a lot of the ones that we're going to be talking about, um, they wouldn't they wouldn't have established the same lore had they come out this year, or last yeah. year, in the last couple of years because MTV uh, does not uh, propagate itself in the way that it did then. And um, you know all of these videos that I think we're going to be talking about were they were they were <laughs> they were inescapable on music television. Back in the 1990s, which uh, we don't really have anymore. Uh, uh, do you have you ever watched MTV? Like yeah, recently? back when no, not recently. No, no not but really, back yeah, back in back in high school and stuff. I I would I would go on and watch it when it was it was still good. And yeah. uh, VH1, I watched because that was kind of VH1 had a pretty good like hold of I don't know the early 2000s music yeah. video times and. Mm-hmm. I feel like MTV was definitely bigger in the 90s, but we're going to get more into that later. But we do have some people to thank, some sponsors to talk about. Um, I kind of want to start this off, actually, because uh, this show yeah, is, is sponsored. This show is sponsored by, if, you can, if you're watching the YouTube, we had a beautiful 
t-shirts show up at both of our doors um, from a really good friend of ours that we've worked Brendan worked with in the past. Worked with in the past. Brendan Acton, backed in retro. Um, Trees of Zion is his um, t-shirt line, and, and he sent us some awesome pins and stickers and out of the blue, and and, and we love that. So we are uh, rocking. Yeah, there he is. Got oh, some man. sticker action here. So we're, yeah. we're rocking him. We're very thankful to have people that um, do cool things like that. So shout out to you, Brendan. Um, yeah. So that's where this. So that's where this episode is. In my opinion, this is his episode. You know. <laughs> yeah. This. This is. This is the uh, the trees of Zion episode. Absolutely. And um, in addition to fellowship and uh, merchandise and creative uh, talents being shared. Uh, Ethan, there's there's also some money that's, that's that's changing hands here that helps to make this possible. Oh yeah, and uh, that that is um, you know that's that's the bread and butter here that keeps this uh, this <laughs> enterprise rolling. And uh, those uh, those people that are uh, helping us exchange money from from their pockets to ours <laughs> are top level Patreon supporters. And there, Jamie Lynn, what the fuck's up, Denny's our number one fan from Australia, Wayne Staley, Carlene Salona, Seattle Four fanboy from New Jersey. Fresh Tendonitis, Kitty Cooper, Brother Nature, The Blue Owl, Kara Kay, I Hate Your Mom, Shoe the Shoeless, Eddie Vedder Got Me Through My Second Divorce, Alex Long, Darian Riddle, Fuck Soup, Rachel Corning, Doug Endy, Jade Mercado, Black Hole Sean, Captain Hightop, Laura Nyreen, Millie Release, Nikki Six, Marianne, Kayla Jean, Faith Bittner, Chris LSMS, Sonny Mashburn, and Alexis Shannon. So thank you uh, for your monthly contribution to the Grunge Bible Pot. Uh, we promise to spend it. Um, equitably and responsibly. And uh, that is evidenced by this podcast showing up at your door every Monday. So, yeah. uh, you know, once, once those stop coming, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to tell you, but we don't miss Ethan uh, 78 for 78. That's right. We, um, we should just set it up under Drew's name and just made a Patreon for Drew McFadden, our producers. So the money would go straight to him and we wouldn't exactly. have to that, send it that's, over. That's, see, everybody, everybody always wants to know, you know, where, where's all this money going? How are my, how are my tax dollars being spent? I mean, it's simple. Yeah. They, they go to Drew McFadden. <laughs> they go to Drew McFadden, we transfer, and then Podbean hosting. And Podbean. <laughs> Those assholes. Yeah. But, um, I'll probably get you know, deplatformed we, for, for saying that, but you yeah. know, what are you going to do? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not, you know, but hopefully, um, if you are listening and, um, you'd like to help us, we right now, we we, we kind of, we plateaued a little bit, people. We need, we need some people to step up here. We we need to take the next step. Yeah. We're talking to all of you out there. Like we're trying to get, you know, we're trying to get a studio, you know, we're trying to, (laughs) we're trying to move in together in a studio and make this thing big. You know, Drew's been yelling us to get lighting for, uh, shit, two years. (laughs) Two years. (laughs) He wants us to get an alternate camera angle. There's all this stuff that we want to do. Um, so we need like, you know, we need you guys to, it's kind of crazy. So Ethan, we are, we're just about two years. Um, it's, it's, it's almost been two years since we recorded the first episode because we recorded the first episode in January of 2021. And that's, uh, that was 21 months ago. So we're, we're closing in on, on two years of being in the podcast game and, uh, you know, that's kind (laughs) of, that's kind of cool. Actually, that's too long. (laughs) It it may be a little bit too long, but it, no, it's cool. We love this. I mean, yeah, I was we love this shit. We're. Back. I mean, I th- I think it's good experience. Like, I feel like 
for what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Let me, but it is. Let me go into. I mean, we're going to go into like sports, you know, broadcasting at some point. Or <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're going to be broadcasting uh, Monday Night Football in a couple of years, or we're going to be um, swinging a miss. You retired the side. <laughs> we're going to be the new Kurt Loader on, on MTV or um, George Strombolopoulos. Heck yes. Um. Oh man, and we digress. So. Let's talk about some music videos. Should we get into it? Yeah, I, I think we should. Um, so basically what we decided to do, um, you know, we just we just picked a couple from the era uh, that we like. Um, some of mine um, are, are my favorite and others I just think are significant. Uh, so, uh, one of them in particular I just think is kind of funny and is a perfect microcosm of kind of what was going on in that era. But Ethan, what was... Um, you know, some some that you chose or some that you were excited to talk about. What was kind of the rationale? Are they some of your favorite songs or the videos um, your your personal favorites? Or do some of the videos just kind of have one particular element that you really find to be interesting or just bizarre or funny or entertaining? Yeah, yeah I think I picked um, the one was kind of I thought it was ironic and it just like it was the in my eyes it was just so perfect for the band to do it um, yep. it was nirvana one of nirvana's music videos and i just really like it it's simple but effective and i think that was great um and a few others just i mean the stop animation that we used during the time is really impressive i don't know if you ever had a class where you had to do that but that's it's very tedious Can't say and, i have yeah it's it's one of those things where you know and there's some cool like clay figures and stuff and oh yeah i know that did, stuff did you is take a, really did cool. you take a class or anything like that yeah Really? Yeah, so I, are, I had, are you going to direct the Grunge Bible music video? I I have I would love that, dude. I would I love I had a telecom class. Nick was in it and we did we had to do mm-hmm. a bunch of, we did some we did a music video one time before and we did a few different like skits and stuff and yep. but we see start out with stop animate like stop animations pretty pretty good. We did that in a um a photography class cuz that was it's all pictures and whatnot. Yeah. So I I I love this form of media like Music videos telling the story. It's so good. I, I wish that I kind of grew up. Um, I mean, I don't wish I was older now, but it would have been nice yeah. to grow up during this time where well, the internet the internet was yes. has not taken over, mm-hmm. and music videos were important. I mean, they were really important to get the band's easiest way to songs see the band. out, easiest way to see the band and get it, you know, on television. And I just think that, you know, now you couldn't have. I guess music today without the music in the nineties and stuff. But yeah, but with the music that being videos said, are different now. Like I, I like these say, stories. Like it's yeah, just different. And I'm right. And, and I'm it couldn't s- be. It can't be the same. Like if it was, no. if everybody was still doing the same type of music videos as back then, like it, they wouldn't be special. So same reason why people don't make the same kind of music as they exactly. made back then. And I'm, exactly. I'm going to sound like an old curmudgeon here, but you know they they don't make music videos like they used to. And I, I it seems like they they don't. They don't mean as much as they used to. Um, I think that's why, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's and, still, and like, of course, I guess, I think, good music videos, but I feel like yeah. the ones that we're watching, I feel like, had a lot more depth and a lot more, like, I don't want to say intelligence, but thought, you know, thought behind it and kind of, like, yeah, it was very important to them. Absolutely. So I think I think we should get into it. And uh, there's there's one that I want to uh, I want to shout out first and we could discuss. And I think chronologically of the lot that we've chosen, it is the first one to have been released. Um, So we're going to go back to Temple of the Dogs Hunger Strike music video. 
And th- this one, <laughs> I, I just love it, man. They're just right. the the gang is hanging out at Discovery Park, and they've they've got they've got Matt Cameron hanging out in the weeds, and Eddie Vedder just you know in the middle of nowhere. And I I just loved this music video um, just because of I think the setting in Discovery Park with the with the lighthouse over there and everything, and just. It's just, just jamming out there. On yeah, the sand. it's great. And, and it's funny. Eddie's too because, in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. And, and if I remember correctly, I think like with a lot of the, the camera shots that they did, um, they just kind of had the band out there, like pretending to like play their instruments and like noodling over the guitars. And like, there's one part, I, I can't remember if it was stone or if it was Mike, but he is not doing at all. Um, the movements on the guitar that coincide with the part of the song that's being played. And I, I, I just love that. That kind of reminds me, Ethan, of um, <laughs> back in the 60s and 70s, a lot of, uh, a lot of the bands would go on to those, those uh, television shows and they would play their songs or they would record like a live performance, but they, they were just, they were just mimicking and, and just syncing along to a track and, and canned heat going up the country. They did one where I forget who was playing the flute. But the bear. Yeah. Bob, Bob the, the bear, bear Height was playing the flute and, and the, and the backing track or, or, or the, the, the music track that they were just going to kind of go along with started to play. And he had the flute in his mouth the wrong way. And he had to, he had to flip it around <laughs> real quick, but the show goes on. And this just kind of, on. this kind of felt like a throwback to that. Um, Obviously, it's not a super, super uh, expensively produced uh, music video. Uh, and I, I no. just think it's perfect for the time. It's perfect for, you know, the Temple of the Dog project, you know, prior to Soundgarden and Pearl Jam becoming what they became in 91, 92 and so on. And, and I just think it's a perfect uh, kind of like a before they were famous type thing. And I've always, I've always liked mm-hmm. it. I, I, I want to go out there and play some guitar in those weeds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like simplest form of video and just playing with the song. It just works. It's just so good. It got, you know, got everybody together. Everybody's, you know, you can, you know, you just get to know the band a little bit because of it. And yeah, it's important. I, I, I really like that too. And you know, sometimes the simplest are uh stick and, you know the, yeah. that just like the grunge bible podcast sing. studios you know it's right. simple but it sticks yeah it's effective we're just we're 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 dug in um yeah that's a good one i i really i really do like that one i mean and the song is just so good too so it's right. pretty easy obviously yeah um 100 yeah where do you want to go from there um What's 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 one on your list that you're fired up to chat about here? Well, yeah, well, we'll I'll bring up the um, so I chose "In Bloom" by Nirvana, and yeah. this is the um, black and white music video where they're up in front of a crowd of people, and I for some reason I just love it because Kurt's hair is like combed over, he's wearing these big black glasses, everybody's prim and proper, and they're playing "In Bloom," and the crowd like there's a crowd track behind it the whole time and they're all just cheering and they cut to like the women and, and like the guys and they're like well-dressed, you know, it's a TV show, whatever. Yeah, it's very and, like, Ed Sullivan. And they're, and know? everybody's just like cheering the whole time. And it's not the music that they would listen to at the time. And it's ironic. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just really cool. And they, I think it won best alternate video in 1993. And yep, at, and at one MTV point, at one Awards. point, like Kurt takes his guitar and throws it around him and Kurt, uh, like they both throw their guitars around Kurtz flies off and and it just kind of like derails during it and they and the crowd continues to like cheer for it it's just funny like i just yeah. think that it's so it's just 
I just picture Kurt being like, yeah, let's do this. And, yeah. You know, tell and, him and, that. and that's something about Nirvana. And I think the powers that existed around Nirvana and the people that came up with ideas and made decisions on how to present the band. They, they were funny. They had such a good sense of right. humor. And, and I think about, um, I think it was in 1992, uh, the cover for Rolling Stone where, um, uh, Kurt Cobain decided to wear that white T-shirt that said "Corporate magazines still suck," um, mm-hmm. and it was a huge hit. Mark Seliger was uh, was the um, was the photographer, and then I think a year or two later, that he shot the band again. And as kind of a follow up to that, he had them all dress up in suits as, as if they were like corporate America. And I think the tagline for the for the magazine was, you know, "Success doesn't suck." And just you know, to kind of do a video like this where they were seemingly the hallmark for the what the, the the media was coining as like the generation x alienation or whatever and the distressed teen and to kind of just <laughs> pretend that they're on the ed sullivan show in 1964 um yeah. you know where where in, in in the style of the time i think it's it's so clever and the the people in the band and the people around the band were never short on ideas that were kind of that that specific type of humor and, and it just came off so well with them and it's something that I always appreciated about Kurt and about Nirvana. Yeah, it's you know, it's just funny. Dave's back there all like pinned up as well, and then but then mm-hmm. they like they cut to it and he's like wearing you know wearing a dress. Then halfway through, just yeah, like really funny. Yeah, they're, this is a good one. It was simple, you know, another another simple music video. There's two, and and I like I like that a lot too. Um, because some of these videos are not so simple and they're very complex and they're hard yes, to understand. They're hard absolutely. to understand. <laughs> so and there's a lot to unpack. There really is. There's so, so I think much. That, yeah, we're we're gonna shift gears here. So we can go to um we can go to uh trippy world or we can go to claymation world next, Ethan. Where where do you think right. we should stop? I know, which which both of them are um you know, they're all kind of similar. Um I don't know. Let's let's get the let's get the psychedelic one. Um, yeah, we kind of we black hole sun, obviously. Yeah, we've we've talked about this a few times, and I like yeah, Chris black said, hole sun, heart shaped box. I think of those music videos together, and um, I my my notes for this music video is just what else is there to say? If you've seen it, you know, um, and if you haven't seen it, you probably aren't listening to this podcast. So if you've seen it, you know, and uh, yeah, I just, I just don't know. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just one of the, I think with me, I've seen it so many times and we've spoken about it together, both on the show and just as friends and, and fans off the show that I kind of forget <laughs> how jarring it is the first time somebody sees it and just how bizarre that it is. Because now, I mean, if I watch it, I, I expect what's happening because I've seen it so many times, you know, the fish on the counter and everything and all the faces being distorted. Like I, I, I know, I know what it is, but I just, it's one of those things that people, everybody always says, if you could go back and listen to a song for the first time, you know, how cool that would be to experience those emotions again. But if I could go back and watch this music video for the first, for the first time, time and experience again. the, uh, whatever thoughts, uh, ran through my head as the, uh, as the real played, um, that would be interesting to experience again. But yeah, this one not not very many new uh, <laughs> new or original thoughts on it. It's just it's yeah. important, and it's I for me I I can't think of that era's music videos without thinking of the Black Hole Sun music video. Yeah, and one thing that they um, that I'll point out that maybe I maybe I haven't pointed out is like you know the videos. Well, you know the two that we had before were all you know um, 
all the band, I guess. But this one, like, you know, it has the weird stuff. And then the classic, like, has the band playing with a backdrop, a green screen behind them. Yeah. And, and the clouds looks, are going by so fast. Not, everything's going crazy. And, like, I feel um, there's a lot of videos where, like, yeah, it's, like, animation put in with, yeah, like, them, the band playing with something behind them going yeah. on that... Yep. Um, so it was a good mix of, you know, randomness. And then, you know, you got to see the band too, which I think is always good. It's tough when it's tough when there's a music video. And, well, not tough, but I, I like seeing the band pop in and out and um, little bits. So, yeah, that's a classic. You got to bring it up. Um, you got to talk about it. Um, yeah, yeah that's, all, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Every, I, I have everything it, I have is rolling. Said. I have it rolling on the side right here, and I'm I'm like the dude's combing his hair with the knife, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the sign at the beginning, the the end is nigh. I mean, which is mm-hmm. that's always true. It's always it's always just around the corner. But the yeah, Black Hole Sun music video very important. Another one, uh, I think I think we should go to Claymation World now. Uh, now that yeah. we made our obligatory stop, and and I think for me, my first stop in Claymation World would be I stay away from Alice in Chains. Um, mm-hmm. I believe I, I spoke about this when we did our Jar of Flies episode at the beginning of this year. But yeah, it's just, for me, I think the choice um, to present that music video with the claymation and kind of with the storyline of, you know, the bus going to the circus and releasing the Jar of Flies and everything, it just ties in so well with how the music sounds and what the lyrics are and just just the way the song is. I think it was the perfect choice and the beginning of the episode of the not the episode of the, of the video and and you get the you get the acoustic guitar at the beginning that's one of my favorite acoustic riffs from the era um is 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 the opening to uh to i stay away and um it's 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 just it's just perfect i love it and i love the little claymation dolls of the band um i i, I can't remember where but they're on display somewhere they might, might be the rock and roll hall of fame we've posted pictures of them before and right. it's just kind really of funny cool. because if I remember correctly, I think um, only like only Jerry's and Lanes look like them, and, and and even still, they're just I mean they're claymation dolls, they're just caricatures. But it's always uh, it's always one I, I I I'll seek it out sometimes and watch it. And I don't do yeah. that. I don't do that with a lot of music videos anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, when I watch you know when I watch it, it's just it's just so impressive because that stuff takes a long time. I mean, there's a lot of like it's not easy to build like these tiny sets for the you know no. to to take all the pictures from and and they and they do a really good really good job of capturing so much. I love the how they work the jar of flies in yeah. there. Obviously, that's just just really cool. Like I said, totally. it's another layer. It's all intentional. Yeah, and I think something that needs to be said with music videos is I think I always forget and I'm always fascinated by how awkward it must feel. Um, if the band is in the, or just if people are in the music videos and just how tedious that it is, even with something like this, it's like, you're just moving these things, you know, ever so slightly. And then I think we were, when we interview, when we had the interview with, uh, with Bexley, she was kind of talking about the music video and you're just like throwing your body around for hours and hours. And you're just doing these little, little movements, or you're just pretending to play your song over and over again. And it just, it, it must feel awkward to kind of get into that and just, um, lose like the the natural self-consciousness of the situation that must exist and whenever whenever i watch music videos where the band is prominently featured um it's just uh 
it's it's always interesting to me and i think we'll talk about it a little later but the uh the official jeremy video that got released and eddie vetter's just kind of like staring into the camera um singing the words and he's got that little smirk on his face like i wonder how many times they had to do that take and how strange it felt because there was nothing yeah. else going on it's like all right ed just like look up here and and mouth the words to jeremy it's it's just like the human element of it for me has always been a little fascinating yeah i think um you know, they're, it's because a lot of them are you know, musicians and they're not actors. And this exactly know, these videos are kind of it's like, you know, movies and skits and stuff. And you have to be in the right character to make it work. So that's why I like certain when, yeah, people go and get other people to to be the main person. You know what I mean? It's not going to be um, to the people in the band playing the parts if it's like a, a story, too much of a storyline. They usually let somebody else do that because yeah. they can. And probably I think that they liked seeing their music um, displayed from somebody else as well. Like I think that yeah. I would I would want to watch it be like, um, you know, presented by somebody else and kind of feel it, you know, from an outside view of you know, that's my that's my work and somebody's you know showing it. That's pretty yeah, cool. I agree. Uh, with that being said, I think uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention another. Uh, Another claymation music video, one one that is uh, that is near and dear to our hearts, specifically your heart, Ethan, or your mind, and um, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, the, we the just... next one we got to go to um, the sober the tools sober music video, which is another claymation, and this one was it's it's about a dude I I love I looked up I looked up some stuff about it as well and just for fun and I love I love this line it says. This it's about a small humanoid who lives and sleeps in an abandoned mansion in a rusty room, and then it's a sparsely decorated with a table, a chair, and a bed, and no mattress, <laughs> and a curtain, <laughs> Fuck and the a, mattress, <laughs> and a curtain as a blanket. And um, basically, this in the music video, he finds this like wooden box, and like he opens it, and this is like you know, the the music video or the the song. It's just fun like connecting these two video the two medias like the lyrics and then what it is but he finds this box he opens it he gets all distraught you don't know what it is the whole time mm-hmm. and like you know the it just progresses of him like in agony or something and then all of a sudden like they show the box and it's empty and it's up to you to figure out like what it means but we have a few screenshots that we would send back and forth like this is us because it was like the tooth like yes, you know holding I, the box and just like <laughs> like sitting on the chair and you know it's leaning clay. up against the pipe on the pole <laughs> exactly and I think I think those that that sequence that we post and and then the video as a whole I I think it's something we can all relate to <laughs> exactly exactly and it's open for interpretation and I, I like that type type of stuff and and sober I mean that for a while that song is such a that's, a, you know, that's one of my favorite Tool songs. You know, maybe a little cliche, but I mean, it's one of their hits for a reason. But the cliches and I don't exist for to, a reason, exactly. Yeah, I was say, and I don't, I don't listen to Tool like incredibly an incredible amount. So like, it just fits, it fits my world. Um, you know, why can't we not be sober? So yeah, um, I totally that's a agree. that's a good one. I just I like I said, claymation. It's just such a, it's such a cool uh, media and way to do it, and I love that these bands like you know, did it and took the time. The I Stay Away one is really in-depth and, and detailed, and this one also is really good. So yeah. they're definitely, they're worth they're worth shouting out. Yeah, I totally agree, 100%. Um, the next video that, that I'd like to talk about that I just alluded to a little bit earlier when it came to the, the, 
the band members acting is the uh, the, the Jeremy music video. Um, yeah. Now there there are two versions of this. The initial one uh, was actually um, it was devised by Chris Cafaro. So back in the day, um, Chris Cafaro. Um, uh, directed the, I believe it was his first music video that he directed. He raised the money himself because Epic Records refused to to finance it because they didn't want to release uh, Jeremy as a single at the time. Um, so he financed the video himself, and they they put it on and they made it happen. And it's really really good. I think it, it it's it's a it's it's a really good kind of encapsulation for the way that Chris. Um, seemed to direct and and he actually he also did um the dollar bill video for screaming trees which um we're recording this on the the 30th anniversary of sweet oblivion so um that's wow. that's a nice nice little um intertwining there but um then later on in 1992 epic records did decide to uh, to release jeremy's uh, as a uh, as a single and with it uh, they they made a new music video that mark pellington directed and this is the one that obviously blew up on MTV, and 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 I think the way that they, the way that they used the music video to um, serve the message that I think Eddie Vedder wanted to get across um, is is really impressive, and it's super cohesive. Now, um, Eddie Vedder, one of one of his quotes about you know that situation and Jeremy and 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 suicide and everything was you know the best revenge is to live on and prove yourself and be stronger than those people and you can come back and and in this music video it starts and it ends with kind of the same the same description that flashes across the screen it says 3:30 in the afternoon mm-hmm. an affluent suburb 64 degrees and cloudy and um you know it's at the beginning of the video and it's at the end of the video uh you know after after the mm-hmm. trigger is pulled and it just kind of serves that message that you know the 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 best revenge is to stick around and 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 nothing you know nothing may change you know for your actions which um whether or not you agree or disagree with it i i think it's a it's a good example of kind of the music video serving the message of the song and um just the the music video itself especially at the end i mean very very jarring and i know that there's an edited version before the trigger's pulled and then there's a unedited version you know with 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 the blood kind of going everywhere but um, one of the best examples I think of, of, you know, just the way that the, the video serves the song and, and it serves the, um, yeah, this serves the purpose for what's trying to come across. And it's, it's a heavy watch. It's a really heavy watch. And I remember Jeremy it's a masterclass to, of a music yeah, video. And, and Jeremy used to be one of those songs that we didn't get because we didn't know what it was about. And we never really took the time to listen to the lyrics or read the lyrics, uh, similar to, we used to always joke about Rooster by Alice in Chains and Rooster and Jeremy were like, oh, I don't know if I can do these songs. But the second you take a listen and you read or you, you listen to the words and, and the story that's being told, it's it's a heavy, heavy song. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, this one, the music video is equally as heavy. This one, I this is I watch it. And I like I said, I really I really do enjoy good, good film, good acting. I mean, the kid in the video does an incredible job. Yeah, uh, acting and and being distraught. Um, I like how the I like how the words come up um, throughout the video. Harmless, you know, ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other one, bored, you know, because I say so. That you know, certain stuff, problem child stuff that they hear and um, and I and just the yeah, the kid does a really he does a really good job. And I also I think that the end of the you know the end of the video when he comes in and he does you know pull the trigger and. You know, he walks in, he like flips an apple to the teacher, you know, stands there and then 
um, afterwards. Like it shows, it's like a, a screenshot, you know, it kind of pans around, everybody's frozen in time. Yeah. And I think and that's a really stationary. Exactly. And I, I think that's, and that's a really important scene and picture because when stuff happens like that, you know, it's ingrained. If you were there too, like those moments stick with you forever. And that's like, you know, when, yeah, when these big, when stuff tragedies happen or whatnot, like they really are ingrained and, and yeah, I mean, they kind of wear the, the blood on their, you know, on their sleeves and, yeah, it's good. The um, I think the I think I saw a comment that the Jeremy, the actor in the music video, he passed away uh, when he was thirty six in like a drowning accident, and all yes. the uh, all of the members went to his funeral and stuff. So yeah, that's pretty crazy. Obviously, time moves on and stuff like that happens. But yeah, man, it's a good. And, that's a really good video. Yeah, and this video it was also significant in the timeline and the decision making of the band. So after this one blew up. They actually didn't do another music video um, until I think do the evolution in 1998 and um, Eddie Vedder and the band kind of shied away from that because they, they had said that they didn't want their songs to be remembered as videos. Um, you know, and I think looking back, I think the significance that this one has, I think it only illuminates, as I said, it, it illuminates the, um, the message of the song. And, 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 and I think it's a, it's a good thing that they chose to make this music video and it's a good thing that it exists because Certainly, if you ever had, if you had any questions about what the song was about, I mean, once you watch the music video, you don't have those questions anymore. Yeah, yeah. This one is this one's in the Hall of Fame of music videos, I think, just because it's what it's based on the the you know the trueness about it, the truth. Mm -hmm. That's just good. So, Jeremy by Pearl Jam, obviously classic. Um, I think the last one we have, right? Is this the last one? This is the last one that I have, yeah. This is this is a good one. I, I like this choice a lot. Um, talk about 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. Probably talked about this last episode a little bit, but yeah, this music video to me, Chris, is another like this is something that so in that telecom class that I took, like we were just basically it was actually my period right after lunch and you know basically you got a camera and everybody joined telecom because they knew that it was basically a free period you didn't have to do much you said that, you know you had to get, I loved those classes those are great <laughs> and what and what would happen was Mr. C would give us a camera you know you could rent out a camera and you it was yep. your hall pass you could go around like I'm filming for telecom and you could literally go almost wherever you wanted you do whatever you wanted to you do had whatever, yeah and you you could we had a lunch before that so we could take two periods go to lunch and like it was a hall pass and we just go film stuff and that's what this music video is like someone gave a camera to the kids in the video that's what it feels like you're the right. teenagers yeah. and they just you know they're videoing them i love the open the, that's like a fisheye camera view of mm. them rolling in the tire which yeah. we've all done when we were younger like for some reason mm. we want to get in that tire and roll down a hill yeah because <laughs> we're elastic and we won't you know it doesn't hurt yeah. us it doesn't hurt you our do backs whatever you want. exactly but then like you know the wide-eyed view is for some reason very and with the music obviously it's very nostalgic and mm. I mean, you read the you read the comments, and it did exactly what it was supposed to do, and the way it was drawn up, and that is a sign of a good video. Yeah, this this might be the most um, perfect example of the romanticiz romanticization, if that's a word, um, yeah. the romanticizing of just teenage life and the nostalgia that you feel once those days are gone by. I mean, 
I, I, I mentioned that last week, obviously, when we were speaking about uh, 1979 and the pumpkins. But I mean, this this is just absolutely perfect. And the way the way the song makes me feel when I listen to it is uh, those feelings are ratcheted up when I watch the music video. It's just and I wasn't even I was you know, I wasn't even alive when this shit was going on. Like, I can't be nostalgic for the early and mid 90s because I wasn't born. But God damn it, I am like it's just it's just that good. It's it's so good. And yeah. it's 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 so perfect. It's so perfect. I think it, and what what it does also is it captures it captures the time before internet, you know, yeah. and or the time before like just being consumed by mm-hmm. media that you can hold. And yeah, um, yeah, man, it is it is so good. There's a comment here on the on the YouTube I'm wanting to read, and just because like I mean, it's just it's just a fun it's a fun practice to hear other people what they have to say about it. it says. The song and video hits way different when you're actually born in 1979. Everything in this video is what I was experiencing when the album came out. Never forget the first time I was in a car free of adults with other kids my age. Our spirits couldn't be broken. Our days could not be ruined. A time of wonder, a time of awkwardness, a time of discovery was upon me, and I couldn't inhale it fast enough. What a rush it was to be a young adult discovering the world. Fast forward nearly 30 years, and I'm watching my kids do the same thing. Sometimes I lay in bed wishing I had a time machine. Thankfully, videos like this and my kids allow me to close my eyes and remember remember it as it was, where it belongs, inside me forever. Holy and shit. I know. Wow. I, I just, oh, man. He's like, I couldn't inhale it fast enough. Fast enough like disc- yeah. and, the, and the discovery, it's so, tr- I mean, it's, oh, shit, man. Uh, nostalgia yeah. is such a bitch, you know. It's, su- it's, su- <laughs> it's such a dude, bitch. It's such a bitch. <laughs> I don't know if I like it or hate no, it. No, it really, you know. it seriously is. And I think like so the mid nineties, the mid nineties are such great fodder for the nostalgia muscle in your brain, just because, like you said, there's such a big line of demarcation because technologically and and at least in the united states I, I, a lot changed in the late 90s and early 2000s i mean the internet um i think in our country's history for people that age 9 11 was a huge paradigm shift in just the way you thought about the world and the way you thought about life and it's just it, it's such a perfect encapsulation and i've never heard that that comment before i love looking at the comments i've never seen that one before and that one michael that commented one, three months ago that one hits like that one is that one kind of makes you stop and think because the, the one yeah. that I had and I think I've read it before on the show is, you know, somebody had commented a couple of years ago. They're like the kids in this video um, are all in or very near their 40s. Time waits for no one. And yeah. and I think that's like a weird thing because you look at this and, and this video that is just this beacon and, and this this perfect example of what youth is. None of those kids are there anymore either. Like you're watching it. You're watching it to get in touch with that thing that you can't really access anymore uh, like you used to be able to do. And the people that you're watching that serve as that portal into the world, they can't access it anymore either. And but as just, you know, as Michael said, um, if you close your eyes and remember as it was where it belongs. It just inside, feels real enough. Inside me forever. And uh, yeah. that uh, that is cool. Yeah. yeah well, there's a, there's another another saying that I, I it always fucks me up when I think about it, and it says you can easily return to the past, but no one is there. Um, I think that's a really good um, kind of way to put the way nostalgia feels, because I mean it's easy to think about the past, but you know it feels just real enough that you kind of get fooled into thinking that it is, but it you know but it's not, and you can't you can't live there anymore. It's uh, 
that book is closed, but it's such a great music. And this is why I love this is why I love art, because it gets people like Michael in that comment that you just read. It gets people to share those experiences and to really think about the way they feel about things. I think a lot of people um, a lot of people have thoughts, but I think to be able to verbalize them, it gives it gives power to them and it gives more understanding to them. And and that's why I love art and music, because it 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 challenges us to do that each and every day as we do on the podcast, as, as people, music fans do, as friends do just about life. And, and this song and this music video are that kind of that intersection of all of those areas where you're, it's life, it's music, it's art, it's friendship, it's the past and it's the future and it's all there. Yeah. Could not agree more. Um, That's a really good one. I'm gonna. You need to send me a screenshot of that. Oh uh, yeah, I was uh, I'm definitely. The same I'm thing. definitely gonna pine over that late at night <laughs> <laughs> when I'm missing the old days. Incredible. Um, oh, that's really good. So I think that pretty much that has all the videos, all the music videos that we had written down. Are there any, you know, honorable mentions or anything you can think of that um, you want to bring up that maybe we won't get in too much or. There are, but I'm choosing not to. I think um, I think ni- that's 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 just the spot where I want to end with 1979 yeah. right there. So obviously, um, everyone else out there, your favorite music video. If we didn't talk about it, um, it's a great it's a great video. It's really good. Um, yeah. I think it serves the song well, and uh, I'm glad that you like them. If you're out there listening and you have a favorite music video that you want um, to be recognized, you know, leave us a little comment, leave us a little review. You know, say something about 1979 um, that maybe you, you know, relate to. And um, yeah, we enjoy reading about it. Obviously, we like we like reading the comments on stuff like this. So leave one. And um, yeah, I think I think we got our point across a good a good bit in this podcast of how much we appreciate this form of art and media attached to the bands. And um, I'm thankful that we have it. I think that, like I said, it's just such a great way to capture how the band saw their song. It's in, it's really interesting that you, you know that Pearl Jam didn't want their songs to be remembered as videos. That's yeah. that's very it's so it's very interesting. Yeah. I understand. I also like Yeah, I mean I understand. I understand. Anyway, so if you guys are still listening, thank you very much. Um if you have the ability, please consider becoming a Patreon. Patron yes. supporter. It's two dollars at the minimum. You could be a ten dollars supporter though, and we'll speak your you name. But but two dollars is nothing. Am I right, Chris? I mean, $2 that's not too much to absolute. ask. I spent a lot more than two dollars in the last twenty four hours. Oh, so everybody has. Everybody, everybody, everybody's listening. Everybody's done it. Yeah, they're listening. See, that's the thing. Everything. The price of everything in the last year has gone up. Do you know what hasn't gone up? The price that it takes to become a Grunge Bible Patreon supporter. That exactly. Price, that's a flat price. I mean. I mean, the bang for your buck, I mean, that's a good deal. I mean, every, everything else is getting more expensive. This never will. This will never be more expensive than it is. We'll never raise our prices. You don't think? No, nah, I don't think we will. <laughs> we'll quit before we raise our prices. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. so and uh, another perk, no better yeah. time to get in. Get in at the ground floor. We still haven't another, taken off, guys. We haven't. And another perk of being a Patreon supporter is uh, you can choose what we listen to for the great uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute road trip that's yes, coming up. And exactly. uh, by the time this is out, it'll be it'll be in one week that, that we'll be on the road. So I think as of right now, we have about 50 songs. And I think nine Patreon supporters have chosen to help us out over on Spotify. So if you're a patron and you haven't checked that out, 
uh, go log into your Patreon account, go to our page, and our most recent post has a link to a collaborative playlist where you get to choose what we listen to on the road. Um, you know, share something that you know we like, share something that you know we hate, share something <laughs> that you want us to hear. It's all it's all good, and we'll be in the car for a while, so we're looking forward to hearing those. Um, and I think it also goes without saying that uh, we're recording this uh, in the aftermath of the um, the Wembley uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute, and we will be discussing that. Um, I believe the plan is to reserve uh, that discussion for one big, big old discussion at the right. end after we see our show. And I think we're really looking forward to that. It was a really emotional day. And um, we're, yeah, it was, it was just emotional. I'm just kind of thinking about it. I don't, I don't know what to say because I didn't watch all of it. I only watched little bits and it was the little pieces that I caught of it were unbelievably heavy and I teared up. I teared up a couple of times. I watched for cumulatively yeah. maybe 25 minutes and I cried multiple times and yeah. I'm going to do be... that. I'm going to do the same thing in, in, in Los Angeles. It's going to be quite special. It's going to be pretty emotional. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot that could happen. I have no idea. So I can't wait to yeah. talk about it after we're going to do a live. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have one more episode that comes out like basically while we're on our trip that will be not pertaining to the trip and then afterwards we'll have like uh we'll have some special stuff kind of surrounding that which will be fun um it'll be cool yeah see chris you've added uh, uh eight songs to the playlist i have it's up to <laughs> eight now huh nice. i think that's what it says yeah i i had i added two i i fortunate son was the first song that was on the playlist no and then i also added dreams by fleetwood max so i have we have two but yeah there's a three hours and 42 minutes for this we're getting some good stuff by the people. Um, yeah, let's see. I see you put on let's see, the Temptations, with some PD. Yeah, we're we're kind of we're we're all over the place here. I got nice. Oh, I see you put some Steely Dan on there. That's important. I got some Tame Impala, um, little Peace Frog from the Doors. Uh, this is going to be the variety that's going to be on here is is um, is important. Against it's the wind is be... up there running on empty. I love it. Maybe hopefully oh, people yeah. are people were. James Leg. Somebody put James Leg on there. They knew. James Leg is on there. So is uh some black gives way to blue. Alice in Chains. That's um, that's gonna be a good one. Bonzo goes to Bitburg. Yeah, that was you, right? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I I love that song, dude. Oh yeah, that's why I put it there, man. It's <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Um, I'm looking forward to that trip, and uh, by the time this episode's out, it'll be even closer. Um, and in the spirit of naming songs, um. Let's do let's do some song of the week here. Yeah, dude. Um, do you wanna do you wanna go first? Yeah. Do you have something? Yeah I'll, go, yeah, I'll go first. I have one. Um, so my song of the week is going to be "Teenage Wasteland" by Wussy. And um, I saw I just saw that you were listening to some Wussy, and I was like, I was about to ask. So I was like, I didn't know you listened to them. I I love them, dude. Oh, that's the that's the best part. I I don't really listen to them. Yeah. I don't know how I found this song. I found it about a year ago. And I found it, I think, in October of last year, probably on like a Discover Weekly. And I just absolutely love this song. It's got some nice piano. The vocals are great. And I think because I discovered it in the fall, it feels like a fall song. And I think the fall is the most nostalgic season of the year for me. And, and I just I just love listening to songs that remind me of previous falls. And then I get sad and romanticize the way my life used to be even though my life is really really good right now and this song does it for me um it just feels like a feels like a nice cold autumn day and you got your coffee and the leaves are all colorful and you're just kind of hanging out with good people and um that's why i like this song so we'll put it yeah. on the eternal song of the week playlist have you listened to airborne by then that's like the first song that i listened by um 
I'm sh- I'm sure I've heard it. I I can't recall it in my head right now. They're uh yeah they're they're really solid. I yeah I like them. Good, good good band. Um. So for my song song of the week, actually I need to I need to make sure that I didn't use this one just yet. I I like. I'm yeah, pretty we can, sure we can I, have repeat offenders if we need to. That's okay. It's not on there, so that's good. Oh, we're safe. Um, yeah, a couple months ago, I was talking to my PT Andrew Darwin. He's a man. He's a good man, and uh, he's, he's into. A great man. We're kind of into the, uh, you know, hot mulligans and the Midwest emo, and and we kind of like we like that. And his brother's really into stuff, and um, we kind of got into the Silver Jews, and mm-hmm. they are a band. Um, that kind of is off of pavement with Dave Bergman, and um, yeah. they have a song called "Punks in the Beer Light" that I posted that I kind of was listening to, and and it, it's a there's a really good story behind the band. It just it had his voice is very unique. If you've listened to Pavement or if you've listened to um, any of his stuff, and it's just a, a really good song. It has a great music video as well as well, like this really random like guy and girl and being like in the wet, wild wild west and stuff and it has such a good like it just has a great song and it's and it's kind of it has a good chorus to it and i love it and i'm in you know what i mean like, it's just one of the songs yeah. where i just i just think people should listen to it so and his music it just has uh he passed away like was it like uh five years ago i think of course naturally from i mean it was it was suicide of some sort and it was uh mm-hmm. you know it was really sad so this music of course i'm like getting into it even more now and i'm you know he's passed away from you know sad stuff so as you yeah. like listen to you know you see the the breadcrumbs different light the breadcrumbs from these albums yeah and like i know that i know that he didn't like performing like live either like well like later in his time and stuff because it was like super a lot of anxiety and stuff and he just wanted the yeah. music to like live on itself and so um yeah, so Punks in the Beer Light, I just, I love it. It's kind of like, a, you know, romantic kind of, you know, Punks in the Beer Light, you know, getting drunk yeah. and, and just... I, I, I can't wait to listen to that. I, I, I really like, like the sound what you of it. Yeah. about it. Yeah. So, all right. That's all I got, Chris. Yep, that's all I have, too. Uh, special thanks to our producer, uh, Drew McFadden, for all of his hard work on all of these all of these episodes of the Grunge Bible Podcast. And a special thanks to you, the listener, or the viewer, depending on which way you consume this. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking with us. And um, thanks for being a part of this community. It wouldn't exist without you and your conscious choice to be here. So we appreciate that a lot. Yes, we do. Um... All right, we will be back same time next week, Monday, to get you get you going for the week. So please be safe, have a great day, and listen to rock and roll. Take care, everybody. It was like really just for that song, and we just fucking driving right outside. And of course, like, um, I'm not in my my room, but right. she'd still be outside of it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Shuey, like, I I have Shuey's snakes on my desk or whatever. <laughs> 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 so this is, I have snakes in my room. He gets back. So, um, 
it sounds like right now he's he's away, but I don't know if he's going to come back. Um, so we just have to we'll, we'll thank the patrons and do the songs of the week, and then we're done. So yeah, I, we just grit and bear and go for it.